Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. So I don't know if you guys were able to listen to the interview I did on Independence Day with Dr. Brian McClanahan, but he just made me think so much about how far away we have gotten from the vision of America with a decentralized government putting the power in the states. He, he just really made me think a lot. And so on that note, I, I want to focus in some interviews in the, the coming weeks with a lot of governors because they're the ones that are leading the charge. They're the ones that are going to hold the line against Joe Biden and the tyrannical vision for this country that he has. We've seen it with Governor DeSantis in Florida holding the line, and we've also seen it in Iowa with my next guest, Governor Kim Reynolds. She has been fighting the fight she fought to keep Iowa open. She got kids back to school in fall of 2020. She's been pushing back on vaccine mandates as well, been leading the charge fighting for things like school choice. And she's also such an interesting life story. I mean, she graduated from college at age 57 when she was already serving as the lieutenant governor. When she was already a mom, already a a grandmother, and also serving as a lieutenant governor. I mean, I, I just find that so impressive. So she's so smart. She's so interesting. And she's a fighter. And I had the opportunity to meet her at an event a couple of weeks ago, and I just loved her. And I heard her speak, and I was so impressed by her. And so I want to bring the focus to some of these states and just paying attention to what they're doing in leading the charge for this country, leading the charge for liberty in America. And Governor Kim Reynolds of Iowa is on the front line. She's leading that fight. So we're going to talk to her that day. And I figured if I love her so much, then I I bet you guys are going to love her as well. So here she is, Governor Kim Reynolds of Iowa.
So we've got Governor Kim Reynolds. I had the honor of meeting you, Governor, at an event a, a couple of weeks ago, and I just loved you, and I heard you speak, and I was just so impressed by you. And so I said, you know what? I'd love to have you on the podcast and, and just to have the audience get to know you a little bit better as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. It's great to be with you. That was a great trip, and I appreciate all you do, too. So thanks for driving freedom and liberty and just everything that entails that. We appreciate all you do. Well, it's so important. I mean, I, you know, I, I think COVID sort of really, uh, you know, opened a lot of people's eyes to the fact that, you know, I always just used to think we're sort of immune to tyranny in the country and really came to the realization we weren't. But fortunately, for people like you and, and Governor DeSantis leading the way for freedom. So so thank you for that. Governor, I wanted to ask you, so you grew up in St. Charles, Iowa. What was St. Charles like? Uh, well, it was a very small rural community. Um, I'm fifth generation Iowan, so I'm proud uh, to call Iowa home. I chose to raise my family here, and they chose to raise their kids here. So we all have our grandkids. Uh, we have our grandkids here living in the state. And, you know, I, I grew up, really, my dad farmed, and he worked for 40 years at a factory. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, faith, family, uh, just, you know, community in a small rural community like that. You, you learn to give back and really be a part of the community. Uh, I learned early on about a hard work ethic. I was that farm girl that walked beans at my grandpa's farm early on um, and, and was just involved in every single thing. And I had no idea that that would actually prepare me for my everyday activities as the governor of this great state. I mean, I did everything, and it's a luxury that you have when you grow up in a small uh, community with a consolidated school district. So um, it was just a great um, uh, experience growing up, and it really prepared me, I think, to do the things that I've been able to do uh, later on in life. Um, Kevin and I, we've been married for 40 years. We have three married daughters. Uh, Again, faith and family is just a really core uh, to who I am. They keep me grounded, humbled, and uh, a priority, of course. I often say my my number one favorite job is being grand, uh, a grandma to eleven very active grandchildren, and, and Governor is all, a, a very very close second. So um, you know, I, I I love serving in this capacity and just waking up every day and thinking about how we can you know make a difference for individuals, Iowans that live in this state. You know, Governor, you you talked about faith and and freedom, uh, two incredibly vital things to a society and a healthy society. But it it seems like we've lost sight of that as a country. Well, you know, every day we're seeing it just being stripped away from us with this administration and their priorities. I mean, they attacked faith, freedom, uh, liberty, and and honestly, the Constitution that protects all three. And I feel like, you know, every single day we're pushing back against that. And I often talk uh, when I'm talking to Iowans, I talk about what we're facing uh, from the federal level, just the chaos, crisis, overreach, the uncertainty, uh, really the just the um, incompetency that we see on a daily basis. And I talk about the contrast to what we see at the federal level compared to what we were what we did in Iowa and what we've done over the last couple of years, where we really, Lisa, honestly, have empowered people over government. We put our trust in them. And I say, you know, that starts with personal and economic freedom, respecting the people that we serve, uh, putting our trust in them. We're cutting taxes so that they can keep more of their hard-earned money. Uh, We're putting parents in charge of their education. We're getting people back to work, you know, really making sure that we're defending life, liberty, freedom, and a constitution that protects those lives and their, that those um, 
protects them. And it's on display every single day. But I said, don't lose sight of how fast that can all go away and what we've seen in the last 16 months. And that's why it's so important to show up, push back, you know, uh, talk to your neighbors, talk to your family, talk about how how uh, precious that is and how fast, how fast we can lose all of that. I mean, really, it's it, within a year, we saw things drastically change. And, you know, we, when I gave the response to the um, condition of the, uh, to, to the State of the Union, I mean, at that point, um, Russia had just invaded Ukraine. Uh, we'd seen just unconscionable spending taking place that was already driving inflation to a 40-year uh, high, and we were seeing gas prices skyrocketing then. And it's just, it's always somebody else's fault. They never take responsibility for it. And um, in, in fact, you know, I, it, it just, it, I don't think there's any other way to describe it except for intentional. They absolutely, I believe, whatever it takes, whatever it costs, their mission, their goal is to fundamentally change who we are as a country. And people have had it. They're pushing back and they're ready to go to the mat. The enthusiasm and the engagement and the momentum that I see when I'm traveling the state and I am all over this state. It's small, so I have the luxury of doing that. But record turnout, new people, young young people, families that are so grateful that we got the kids back in school, that we said no to masks and vaccine mandates and just really stood up for them and fought for them and their freedom and liberty. Well, and you're so right. And you've been one of those governors just really leading the charge for freedom and liberty in America, which is so important because, you know, look, Independence Day was was not that far be- behind us. And the whole point of this country was a decentralized government was empowering the states. And we've just gotten so far away from what the mission of America of this republic was supposed to be. I keep saying this, but we can't lose sight about how fast it happened. I, I suppose it's slowly been been happening, but then to have them expedited in the fashion that they have, it's, you know, uh, elections matter. That's the other thing that I've seen, especially with the Supreme Court ruling, United States Supreme Court ruling that we just, you know, the impact that that had, whether it was religious liberty, Second Amendment, uh, school choice, life, for heaven's sakes. Um, you know, we, we have, you know, people that uphold the law and protect the Constitution. Um, it's just the impact that that has on and, and returning power back to the states and representative governments. And to your point, that is where it should be. That's where it started. Um, and we've seen, the again, the importance of that and how important it is that we elect the right people that will, um, you know, appoint uh, law-abiding constitutionalists to these important positions. Well, and I try to, I've been trying to tell people too, and just really focus, as you mentioned, bringing the power back to the states, focusing on the states, and focusing on elected or local positions as well. I mean, you know, I, I filled in for Dan Bongino the a couple weeks or a week ago, I guess now, and what I was talking about is even our DAs matter. I, I mean, look at what George Soros has done in the country in just increasing crime levels just through some of these DAs who don't want to prosecute anything. Oh, absolutely. Again, intentional. We're seeing that happen all across the, the country. And, and But you are seeing people in California and other areas that are pushing back and understanding the crime that's skyrocketing in their communities and what that looks like and where criminals have more rights than law-abiding citizens. I think everything, you know, is, is backwards it's to the point that, I mean, even when we talk about just school and what's happening there and what's happening in our communities, whether it's school board elections or local governments. I mean, we literally, at least the passed the law this year, 
passed a bill and I signed into law, uh, a law requiring classrooms to start the day with the Pledge of Allegiance. Just simple things like that that we grew up with that reminded us how wonderful and amazing this country is and the opportunities that it provides for us to, to be able to, to, to live uh, in a country like the United States of America, that we've gotten so far that I have to pass a law that say that preserves girls' sports for girls and that we, requires uh, teachers to have a flag in their room, a United States of America flag, and, and have the kids recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, it's we we kind of seen it happen in our higher education, and I think we stood by and, and kind of didn't pay attention, and, and we're paying a price for that right now. And now parents are starting to see that infiltrate the K-12 system, and that is not going to happen. I mean, it doesn't matter if you got an R or a D behind your name. I think if you are, you know, if it's going to impact their children, they're going to pay attention and they're going to require uh, different outcomes from uh, not only the system, but from their elected officials. And we're just seeing that play out every single day. Well, and I know you've been fighting for school choice as well, which is so important uh, in, in just giving parents the ability to you know, direct their kids in, in a better direction and not have zip code determine someone's you know, education and their, their future. Yeah. Uh, but I, I totally agree on the, the Pledge of Allegiance. I think that's so important. And what is being culturally reinforced in the country right now, starting at Joe Biden, is hatred for America, not patriotism for America. And that's having an impact. Hatred for America, hatred for people. You're either an oppressor or you're uh, you're oppressed. I mean, what we're teaching these children. Kevin and I have eleven grandchildren, and they they don't know. They just want to be with. They want you know. They they don't. They weren't raised with those types of ideas or expectations, and and they're they're um and so they're doing that to the kids. I can't think of a word. I just get so upset about it sometimes. But it it's it's ridiculous. And and that's why I think it is so important um that we, you know, give parents a choice in their child's education. Give them the opportunity to choose the environment uh that where they'll thrive and, and excel. Um we've expanded open enrollment. We have tax credits for um underprivileged kids to 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 have an option to send their children to another school. We've expanded charter schools, but um, I've, I've tried for the last two years to get the last piece done, which is the uh, school choice across the finish line. I got it through the Senate two years in a row, and I've not been able to get it through the House. So um, I, I did something I typically don't do, but I can't stand on the sidelines and not do everything I can to make sure that parents have um, this opportunity, and it shouldn't be for those that can af- just for those that can afford it. So I did get involved in some nine key primaries this last um, election cycle uh, in June, and we were able to um, have eight of the nine win. And I've already spoken to the uh, representative that um, that we didn't get, and he's he's ready to go and, and get on board. And we're going to continue the conversation. But I can tell you that. Um, it was the conservative candidates that won, not the more moderate ones. And, and school choice was on the ballot. Um, that is what we were driving. And uh, it was successful during this last uh, primary. And so, you know, we'll still have a work cut out for us, but I'm hoping we're in a better place when we come back into session next year and we can get that final piece done. It is not a zero-sum game. Uh, it will make all of our public and private stronger. Uh, but average is not good enough. And the indoctrination that's taking place with our children is unconscionable. Uh, we were in school, but when I think about the states across this country where the kids have been kept out of the classroom for two years, it's just 
the learning loss, the stress, the anxiety, the depression that these kids have been subjected to, and the fact that they can't spend time on math and English and in history and science, and, and instead they want to talk about, you know, woke ideology and what gender they should be. And, you know, I mean, parents have had it. They've had it. And, and Lisa, probably the one thing that they say to me more often than not when they come up is just stay strong. I want you to stay strong. Don't cave. Keep fighting for us. It matters. And, um, you know, I tell them after the last two years and everything that we've gone through, not to worry. This isn't the place where I'm going to, like, slow down and give up. I'm in the fight. We're, we're going to keep doing everything we can to support them. Common sense. Uh, and, uh, and, and really, again, it comes back to protecting their, their freedom and liberties that we should that should be the expectation in this country we live. And you sent kids back to school in fall of 2020, correct? Yeah, we did. Um, we had we started like we came back into session uh, for for 2020 and we said at least 50 percent of the, the time the kids had to be in the classroom and it had to be core subjects. Um, and so at that point, though, we had 95% of all of the school districts across the state had the kids in the classroom full time. We were doing it safely and responsibly. We had some of our, a couple of our larger school districts that, of course, were fighting, pushing back. And, and uh, so the first bill that I signed into law when I came, when we came back into session was to give parents the choice to either go 100% online or to have their kids 100% in the classroom every single day, five days a week. Um, and, um, they, you know, they ended up suing me, but we won uh, that lawsuit. And, and the thing that we're going to remind Iowans of when we head into this next election is that every single Democrat in the House and the Senate voted against having that child in the classroom where it was safe, where the data supported it, uh, where the science supported it. They voted against it, every single one, and they also, uh, every single Democrat in the House and the Senate voted against vaccine and mask banning, uh, vaccine and mask mandates. So, you know, you know, they don't, they like to forget, you know, what they did, but it's a record, and uh, we're going to remind Iowans because you've got the National Teachers Union already talking about additional uh, vaccine mandates and instituting the mask and talking about teaching the kids about how important abortion is and everything but math and science and reading and the stuff that's important for our kids uh, to be successful. It's every other woke, crazy thing that they, uh, that, that's the priority heading into this next school year. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know, one thing I think is really cool about you is so at 57, while you were the lieutenant governor and, and you've got kids and grandkids, you uh, got your you you ended up graduating from college at 57 years old. I, I think that's so cool of you. I, how did you get that done when you had all these other responsibilities? Well, listen, not easy. I want to tell you in and out. So I was a working mom, um, but I don't like starting something and not finishing it. And it's so funny because and then my husband's a graduate from Iowa State University. All three of our daughters, all of our son-in-laws, our 11 grandchildren come home with Iowa State onesies. You know, so I was trying to do it online, and I was doing, uh, uh, taking classes where you would do, you'd go at 5 and go till 1030 at night, but it was an eight-week course, so I could get through uh, my credits quicker. Uh, but I really, really wanted to, to graduate from Iowa State University, so I ended up doing um, much of the, the, the final um, credits online. Uh, I had to do a couple of on-campus um, classes, but yeah, I was lieutenant governor. I was grandma to seven, lots of late nights at the Capitol. Um, it, it, you know, way different from when I originally started going to school. But but I wanted, um, my husband would say to me, Kim, I think you've done okay. I don't think it's necessary. And I, I would always say, why is it the people that have that, pe- that degree or that piece of paper, um, you know, don't think it's necessary for other people? Um, so I wanted to just, I wanted to complete it. And it's a story I share a lot because I want, um, you know, moms or um, I want anybody to know that it's never too late, that if you want to do something or you want to change your career, you want to go back to school uh, and advance in your degree, it's just, you can do it. You can do it. And so um, I did it. My, my dad had tears and my mom streaming down their face as I walked across the stage. I, I, I went to the ceremony 
I just happened to be sitting next to a single mom of four that was a little bit younger than me, but not much. How the two of us, I mean, it was a God thing, ended up sitting together for that graduation ceremony, um, but just talked about they don't know how hard it is to try to go back to school, to raise a family, to work, uh, and to just but still have that passion and that desire to complete that. And then she said something to me like, are you are you going to go for your master's? And I said, hell no. I said, I'm good with where I'm at. I've got this done. I'm good to go. <laughs> so um, anyway, I, it just, I think it's an important message. I don't think you need a college degree to be successful. I am so involved in registered apprenticeship programs and certification programs and work-based learning, and it's been and STEM education. It's been a passion of mine since I've been lieutenant governor and governor and just bringing business and industry and entrepreneurialism into the classrooms and helping kids just test run different careers and passion and and find where their passion's at and really help them, you know, get some of their credits while they're in high school to help reduce the cost. So I'm, I'm passionate about that. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not that person that said you have to have a four year degree. It was just important to me to finish something I started. Um, So we talk a lot about both sides of that coin and how many options there are, again, uh, for people to find what they're passionate about, because that's what it's really about, right? You got to love what you're doing. I so respect that. And I agree with you. I don't think a degree is needed. As you pointed out, you accomplished a lot, you know, without that. And I think what we saw during COVID was sort of the death of experts, the death of putting this premium on these fancy degrees. I mean, we've recently seen, I think there was, it was making the rounds on Twitter, but Stanford medical graduates wearing masks outdoors and, and you outdoors and, and, and you mentioned common sense earlier. I, I feel like that's what we're missing in the country, to be honest, is we're lacking common sense. Oh, it is. I mean, just every day, again, just the the amount of incompetence, the incompetence that we see coming out of the White House and just their lack to just do the right thing to apply common sense to anything. It's just it's gone. It, it's. Uh, it it is just unbelievable, you know, what we're seeing every day. I, I did my press conference this morning on just fentanyl and, and how it's impacting, you know, our communities and our kids and the, um, you know, the increase that we've seen with uh, fentanyl overdoses and deaths in the state of Iowa. And ours is really, really low, so we're very lucky. We have one of the lowest in the state, but it's we're experiencing it just like other states, and yet we have a president that has not even been to the border that won't do the simple things that you need to do to protect America and Americans and the amount of drugs you've got the cartel, you know, um, they're running the border, uh, human trafficking that's taking place and just the, the crime. We're going to continue to see that, you know, increase in communities across this country. But, you know, it's so many just sad, sad stories of parents that have lost you know, a child that was just experimenting, you know, they weren't addicts. This isn't something they did. It's like one pill for pill. And the couple that spoke this morning, um, you know, he'd taken a half of Percocet, but it had fentanyl in it and it killed him. And it's just, you know, trying to make parents aware of that. And, you know, I just, with, with 11 grandkids going through the system, you know, kids are kids, but this, the, again, the, the lack of this president or vice president to do the right thing. Most of the governors have been down to the border. We put a 10 point plan together that he could have implemented tomorrow and they just ignore it. And it's unconscionable again, what it's doing to this country and to the people that live in it and, and and just our, our children in communities all across this country 
that are going to be impacted by what we see happening. Well, and I'm glad you did that because, and unfortunately, we've seen so many people die of fentanyl uh, in the country. So I, I'm glad you're you're bringing awareness to that. You know, I wanted to ask you. This might sound dumb, but I didn't realize that chemical fertilizers are made largely from uh, natural gas, the natural gas that Biden's restrictions on domestic natural gas production are harming. Uh, you, you said, you know, obviously you grew up on a farm. I was a big agriculture state. How have farmers been impacted by the Biden administration? Well, same thing. Once again, you know, 10% of the nation's food supply is grown by farmers and producers here in the state of Iowa. It's imper- It's why it was imperative that we kept our economy open and moving to keep the food supply chain moving, but the, the the input cost and the impact that that has on our farmers. I mean, commodity prices are high right now, but what does that equate to? Higher food prices. I mean, so that that uh, impacts the entire food chain as well. But we've seen, you know, the ammonia that goes on is up 228 percent. The price of diesel because of his anti-American energy policies. I mean, that has had a significant impact on not only Iowans, but our farmers, but every time they go to fill up the the tractor, I mean, it's up 75% from a year ago. Um, And then natural gas is up 133%. So all of that increases the cost to get the, the crops uh, into the into the field and and, uh, and and labor shortage is also a problem. Uh, supply chain dis- disruptions again, just the ability to get uh, the fertilizers and the seed. We were worried about that early on. We're watching that, you know, very very closely. But if we didn't have record um, high commodity prices again, and that impacts the the, the bot, that impacts the cost of food. Uh, they wouldn't be making it. They would be in, in they would be uh, in in a lot of trouble. And they you know we're already you know, watching it carefully as it is, but it it, it does have a tremendous effect on our ability to uh, uh, produce uh, food for the for the country and the world, actually. So obviously we've seen, uh, you know, Roe versus Wade being overturned. Thank God for that. What does that mean for Iowa? What do you what is Iowa doing on the issue of life? Yeah. So in 2018, in the midst of an election, I passed to sign into law uh, a fetal heartbeat bill. And uh, uh, based on the Supreme Court that was in place at that time, four years ago, uh, it was they found it. Uh, we had a 24-hour waiting bill too that we had also um, passed, and they um, challenged that. And in the ruling on that, they said that um, the Iowa Constitution guaranteed a right to an abortion, and also filed an injunction, of course, the, against the fetal heartbeat bill. And so four years later, with a um, completely different makeup of the Iowa Supreme Court, um, which I have appointed four of the seven, soon to be five of the seven Supreme Court justices, they overturned their ruling from four years ago and said that the Iowa Supreme Court does not, uh, fund- is not it doesn't guarantee a fundamental right to an abortion. So, but they didn't take it a step further and actually um, uh, say that, the, you know, the, they didn't change to rational basis. They left it at undue burden. And so we're continuing to move through the um, legal process to ask them to rehear that case again based on Dobbs. And then I've also asked them to lift the injunction on the uh, fetal heartbeat bill. And so we're back in the courts, but right now uh, we believe that that's the way that we can get them to, based on Dobbs, move from undue burden to rational basis, which would ultimately make the fetal heartbeat bill 
um, law, which is, you know, six weeks. So we're not quite there. It, uh, it wasn't the destination, but at least it gave us a path to get to where we need to go. Um, and, you know, we're optimistic with the courts that we have, with the court that we have today. So the Iowa State Fair is coming up. I have never been. Talk a little bit about that. Talk about the Iowa State Fair. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, here's your personal <laughs> invitation to come. I'd like to get the whole group that we had down in Florida and bring them back and do a, do a reunion here. First of all, it is amazing. It's 10 days. I'm out there every single day. Uh, how great is it to go to work in blue jeans, cowboy boots, my bling belt, have the opportunity to visit with Iowans uh, from all over the state. It is, um, it, it's, just, it's the best of the best. Um, it showcases agriculture and culture and everything that's great about Iowa. You can literally eat your way through the fair. Uh, I had my first Chucky Tenderloin by 10 o'clock on the opening day because they are so good. Um, I, I couldn't wait. And uh, anyway, it's just a great time. Uh, it's a great time to spend with Iowans and showcase everything that we love about our state. And uh, you just there, you, you'll get more hugs and uh, just people. It just is a great time. And the other thing is, it's a great place to spend time with family. I went with my family when I was a kid. We went once a year. We would get up early in the morning. We would pack the lunch, you know, drive to the to the fairgrounds park and then, you know, do our, our typical stops. And so I love doing the same thing with my kids and now my our grandkids. And so we, we used to do all of them at once. We've discovered that we can probably do it a little better if we do one family at a time, but we get to go down the giant slide and eat our way to the fair and ride rides and look at all of the great livestock that's on display there. So it's a lot of fun. So I would love to have you come and uh, maybe do your podcast from here and we could, I could, uh, take you around and, and just introduce you introduce you to some great Iowans. I might have to look into that and take you up on that, Governor. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm serious. I really am going to look into it. <laughs> I guarantee you, you will love it. I'm going to look into flights. <laughs> we'll have to talk afterwards. I think, you know, then we have, again, the Build the Dreams is doing the game there, which is right around the same time. And so that's another just great destination spot that's filled with a lot of fun time and just family and fun and, and experiencing just we have a great quality of life in Iowa and our, our greatest asset by far is our people. And, and uh, you get to, you know, those are two great places where we can showcase that. No, it sounds like so much fun. I, I'm seriously going to look into this. I, I always like to, I'm serious. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us with before we go? Well, no, I just appreciate the opportunity. It just, it really is, um, you know, it's, we're at a pivotal point in this country's history. And I just, it's really important that people pay attention and show up and, and I think that's one of the things I just try to remind Iowans as I travel to the state to think about where we're at in Iowa and a lot of the other red states like Florida that have the, you know, the good fortune to have Governor DeSantis leading that state and really bringing people from all of the blue states down to Florida because of the freedom and, and liberty and opportunities that exist in that in that state. And, and, and those you can't take those things for granted. We truly need to stand up and push back and let our elected representatives know what your expectation is. This country is worth fighting for. And uh, you just, we, we need people to really be paying attention and to, to get into the fight, to stand strong. I would say I'll stand strong for you, for you. And I'm, I'm happy and, and excited to do it, but we need to engage. And if, if we show up, we'll win. And, We'll get this country turned around, and, and I truly believe we'll 
we'll be able to do it in a pretty fast, you know, pretty, pretty quick fashion. And we were able to do it here in the state when we took office. It was a significantly different um, government than it is. It is right now. So um, pay attention. This country matters. We're so blessed to live in the greatest country in the world. And so help us help us get back to that and help us maintain it. Well, I agree. Pay attention and pay attention to Governor Kim Reynolds. Uh, Governor, you're awesome. I appreciate you leading the fight uh, and doing so as a, as a happy warrior. So thank you for all that you do. And, and I appreciate you joining the show. And I'm also going to look into the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> woo-hoo, woo-hoo, I'm going to follow up. You won't regret it. <laughs> I love it. Take care, Governor. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. Isn't she awesome? I met her a couple of weeks ago and I just loved her and I was so impressed by her. She's just so likable. She's so smart. She's a fighter, but she does it in just like a happy warrior way. I just, I'm a big fan of Governor Kim Reynolds. Keep your eye out on her. Uh, she's awesome. And you're awesome. And I appreciate you guys for taking the time to listen. want to thank my executive producer, John Cassio, for working so hard to bring this show to you every Monday, every Thursday, The Truth with Lisa Booth. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, this new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.